Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse! Tired of overpriced lunches that under-deliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. Each week when you join me, Podcast One, you're going to chase down our goals, overcome adversity, and set you up for a better tomorrow. Come on this journey with me. Hi, and you guys are going to freak out because I'm freaking out right now. My guest today, get ready for it. Well, you already heard because I was been on all of our Instagram because I'm so freaking excited. I'm fanning out. Stop it. No, I am more excited. <laughs> we are here today at Ed Milet's home. Ed, which I'm sure you obviously know him. You obviously follow him on Instagram, YouTube. He's got the number one business podcast on iTunes, he's a global keynote speaker, best-selling author, and an influencer of millions and someone who mentors me from afar, which I let him know today. And I'm super excited. And just the best energy, really great guy, great family guy, and just overall great person. So thank you so much, Ed. Thank you. That sounded good. I wish I was like half true. So thank you. It is true. <laughs> and it. you know, thank we you. talked about that. So here's something that I wanted to kick off with because mm. I, you know, I mentioned this to you off camera. You and I grew up very similarly. Yeah, yeah. And to see the success, you're light years ahead of me right now. And, and, I, and I mentioned this to you earlier. To see the success, the level of success that you have achieved from having no water on in your home mm. to now living here. And I will have pictures up, guys, so you can see on this beautiful waterfront property that's mind-blowing – the transition that you've gone from from a business perspective, personal life perspective, mm-hmm. is massive. The one thing weirdly that mm-hmm. I'm jealous of, I feel like, is you went through this pivot moment years ago. Yeah. And that pivot moment from the outside looking in and, and tell me, and I want to hear from you what that moment really was, but to me, was that moment the baseball injury? Yeah. Wow. You know a lot. Yeah, for sure. Like a lot of people, my first dream ended. That's when your life probably um, is going to be defined. Yes. Don't you think? You're going to have totally. a dream end, whether it's a marriage or a business you've started or something you're pursuing that just didn't work out. That's really when you're going to be measured. And for me, that ended in baseball. I'd never really thought about doing anything except playing. Like I, didn't, I did go to college. I got a degree, but it was more to play baseball. I didn't really think at the time I was going to have to use it. And I got down for a long time. It was a really difficult place to get up from. But it wasn't – here's what I figured out. It wasn't baseball that I wanted. It's what being successful at baseball, it's how I thought that would make me feel. You know what I mean? I thought I'd feel like I'd love myself. I thought I'd feel self-confident. I thought I'd feel important or successful or valuable. 
if I was, if I had made that dream come true. And I think a lot of people think, well, if I can keep this relationship, then I'll feel loved, then I'll feel valued. Or if I make millions in business. And so for me, it was a way of how can I get that same feeling baseball could have given me through doing something else. And for me, that was becoming an entrepreneur and serving people for sure. But one of the things that I feel like was interesting is that didn't come naturally. It didn't happen immediately, right? No, no. it sounds like it was a trying time for you and, and you actually ended up leaning on direction from your father. Yeah, nothing. It's funny. My dad, you know this story, but my dad was an alcoholic my entire upbringing. Now, now he's one of my best friends. He's been sober 30-something years. But my dad came home from an AA meeting who was getting sober. And everything in your life happens for you, not to you. And I really believe that. Like, I think if you could accept that things are happening for me and not against me or to me, your whole life perspective would change. And my dad's drinking happened for me. And not because just that my dad got me a job at a group home. I got a job at an orphanage through my dad. But I'll give you the big thing that happened. When you come from a dysfunctional family like I do, I had to learn to assess people really early. So like as a five-year-old, you probably relate to this because you had the alcoholic thing in your family too. I had to assess my dad when he'd walk through the front door. Which ones, which dad just walked in? Is it drunk, kind of angry, tired, grumpy dad? Or is it happy, sober dad? So as a five, six, seven-year-old little boy, I was building the skills, ironically, through this tragedy of his drinking, of learning to really read people and assess people. And I didn't know that 20 years later, that would be one of my greatest gifts in business is my ability to kind of read people and assess what they need and and to care for them. And that's all born out of my dad's drinking and doing it as a little boy. So that was one of the great gifts of my dad's drinking. And for all of you listening to this, There's some tragedy or difficulty you've gone through, and in that, there is some gift being revealed to you, whether that's a skill, a talent, a person, an opportunity, a decision you've made that comes in that adversity that can change your life. And for me, one of them for sure is my ability to to read human beings because I had to read my dad to protect our family. So I know that this pivot moment, which is so profound and and well articulated, Mm. thank you for sharing that. And and people need to really understand you can choose to be the victim or Mm. choose to be empowered as a result of these awful Mm -hmm. situations, Mm -hmm. which you chose the latter. Going through this, there were times and stories I've heard you share, as as I explained, you've been mentoring me. You know, you still were out to lunch with a friend years after this all happened saying, I have nothing in my life to be grateful for. Mm. Poor me. Yeah. I think when you're successful, it's easy when you do a podcast or a show to go, yes, I made this choice. I chose not to be a victim. I chose to be a victor. But it wasn't really that simple, right? Like, I still had to overcome me. And my normal tendency, I think, in my family, it's maybe why people medicate themselves, like, to look at the negative side of things, to worry, to fear, to have anxiety. To this day, I'm a 46. Seven-year-old man. Is that how old I am? 48-year-old man. I'm 48. What am I saying? And my dad, to this day, when I hang up with my dad on the phone, he goes, hey, be careful. What am I exactly being careful for, dad? Like, I'm 48 years old. Am I looking for boogeymen? Like, what are you? But it's like wired in my family to worry, to fear, to maybe some of the people can relate to this. So even as I was having some good things happen in my life, I would find ways to see the things that weren't positive in my life. And that's when I started to learn about the reticular activating system in your brain. I had to learn these things. Like when you meet somebody who's pretty good at self-help or personal development like myself, it's out of necessity. I had to learn these things to be a functioning man, not just achieve to be happy 
And so I learned there's this thing in your brain called the reticular activating system. It's the filter of your life. It processes information. It tells you what's important. For me, my old RAS would find the things to worry, fear, to be careful about. Now it's to be grateful for its opportunities, its abundance, its clients, its prospects, its people I can help. That filters changed. I say this all the time. I know you know this, but if you've ever bought a new car and you got a blue van, all of a sudden you see this blue van all over the highway. It could be three lanes over on the wrong side. They're like, damn, there's another blue van over there. Those vans were always there, but before you filtered them out of your awareness because they weren't important, now that you have one, you see them everywhere. If the blue vans of your life can be prospects, clients, abundance, opportunities, bliss, gratitude, those blue vans are everywhere. Currently, you're filtering them out. It's like a matrix. And my matrix was I'd filter in anxiety, worry, fear, discouragement. Now I filter in these other things. It's the same exact world. I just filter it differently. And that's been the reason that my success has changed is that filter is my RAS. And another way to explain that is confirmation bias. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. Right. So we're, we're always looking for ways to support the way that we're thinking. Yes. And it's about rewiring through practice and mm. making new grooves in our brains so that they become normal for us, mm. changing our current normal. One of the ways that I've known you to share this that I really liked was about changing environment and changing people Mm -hmm. and i i watched one of your episodes Mm -hmm. recently on youtube where you explained the process to go through to make this happen i was hoping you could share that with us yeah you uh personal development talks a lot about the mental side of winning and it's super huge that you change the mental side but equally important if not more is your environmental in other words the environment you're in will sort of dictate how you behave if you think about it the very same person in a morning, you could, it's you, you could go to a funeral. There's an appropriate protocol at that funeral. You're more quiet. You're, you're, you're uh, closed off. You're, you're certainly not jumping up and down cheering. You leave that environment and at eight o'clock that night, you're at a, a football game and someone scores a touchdown. You're jumping up and down. Same person, different environment, different behavior. That's how much behavior is dictated by environment, right? And so you have to ask yourself, What's my current environment? Who is it that's influencing me? These people that are in your life, right? Are they past reference people or future or present reference? When you're around the majority of the people you hang around, are you always reminiscing about the past? Remember when? Remember that party? Remember that home run? Remember that thing? If you're constantly doing that, you're reinforcing that state of your life. Do you have friends that when you're with them, you're talking about the present and the future? Most people don't have that, and they wonder why they keep repeating the same chapters of their life against because your environment is dictating the past all the time. The other thing is the people that are around you. Do they feed you energy or take your energy, right? The vast majority of people, there's people in your life, they're always giving them your energy, giving them. Who feeds you? Who gives you energy? Who gives you juice? And when I started to change who the people were in my life, and all of a sudden at dinner now, we're talking about the future, We're talking about the present, not the past. I started to reinforce that part of my life and it reprogrammed my environment. Now, for the most part, what did you and I spend most of our time talking about today? The future, where you're going in your career, what the possibilities are. We didn't spend all our time on the past. I know about your past. We talked about that, but we're talking about where you're going, what you're going to accomplish. Those are the people that I want in my life. The kind of people, you know, most people say, I want people in my life who accept me as I am. Just accept me as I am. I don't want that. 
I want people who don't accept this version of me. They love me, but they believe in me to the extent that this version of me isn't acceptable. I want people who aspire more from me. The most powerful force on earth, other than God and the universe, is to be consistent with the expectations of your peer group. Your life will end up being, the most powerful force on earth is for you to end up being consistent of what your peer group expects of you. So you better have a great peer group. CBDistillery.com is giving you an exclusive offer, and it's huge right now. You can get up to 30% off everything. If you've struggled with sleep, stress, or pain after physical activity, CBDistillery.com has a targeted plant-powered solution just for you. I love hearing how many of you have seen improvement in your daily life, thanks to CBD. So if better sleep, more calm, and relief from discomfort after physical activity sounds good to you, you should explore CBD. Don't miss this massive sale and get up to 30% off your order. Visit cbdistillery.com and enter VIP. That's cbdistillery.com and enter VIP at cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Are you tired of the stress and chaos of live launching? Who isn't, right? But if you've tried going evergreen, you know that's not the solution either. Hello, low conversions. So what's the answer? The circuit sales system is designed to make sales for you every single day while giving your audience all of the excitement of live launching without you ever having to live launch again. What would increasing your current yearly revenue by 40 times look like for you? Okay, nobody's making any income guarantees here, but that's exactly what Nikki did for her business when she developed her circuit sales system. The circuit sales system is the automated system that combines the best of both live launching and evergreen with none of the worst. Think high conversions and high predictability without the chaos or risk. Get the free on-demand video training at circuitsalesystem.com slash confidence. Get the free on-demand video training at circuitsalesystem.com slash confidence. But if you don't, don't don't you feel like today the beauty of social media, you can curate your social feed to have that peer group accessible to you if you go and see a friend. And I was thinking about listening to that point. Yeah, we have people that are special in our lives and they love to reminisce about college and high school. Mm. And it seems nice and comfortable sometimes. However, it's a slippery slope we don't want to fall back in. Mm. And if I can just launch Instagram and see all the people like you I follow and get the messaging, that can take me right out of it. One million percent. Just don't have too many, right? Like pick legit people. You and I have been talking about pick people who have built. Like, why am I doing this with you today? You're a legitimate businesswoman you've legitimately created revenue hundreds of millions of revenue right i want to i want to watch and follow people who have something real to offer me one of the dangers of social media is anybody with a microphone anybody with a camera can be an expert right and so i want to learn a little bit what's their business background what's their success what's their track record but yes like before social media my peer group was napoleon hill and tony robbins and Schwartz, who I think wrote uh, How a Man Thinketh, or, you know, I would read these books and I found that, I mean, people might think this is old school advice, but like, 
I don't just read a book like I'm reading the words. I pretend the author is speaking to me for the two weeks. It's like I lived with Napoleon Hill for two weeks. I lived with Jim Rome. I lived with Zig Ziglar, right? I lived with these people. I lived with Dr. Robert Anthony, and I'd let them impact me and be my peer during those weeks, be my friend. It's different when you read a book that way. It changes you. Social media is amazing. You could listen to my podcast. A good friend of mine I hadn't seen in like 30 years. I talked to him in my garage the other night. He called me out of the blue and he's like, bro, I just spent two weeks on your YouTube. Everything you need to know about life's on your YouTube and your podcast. And I'm like, well, I don't know if it's everything you need to know about life, but there's a lot there that just 10 years ago you couldn't get access to. Well, you weren't even on social media. Th- uh, three years ago you got on social media. Right, three years ago I started. That's yeah. a pretty massive jump. Yeah, I was very blessed, man. I just very blessed. Well, I that. think part of it goes back to you've got that tangible business background, mm-hmm. right? And then you're just being real and authentic. And that mm-hmm. don't you think that's a big differentiator? Yeah, like I, I don't have it all figured out. I'm on this journey with the people in my audience and with my I guess with my following, I certainly have a track record in certain areas. And what I try to do is I try to say, Hey, this, I know about this one right here for sure. This is my lesson. I've learned this one right here. I'm working through and I'm struggling with myself. So I let my audience know when I know something and when I think something, and there's a difference. And I think that vulnerability, I always say vulnerability is like a gateway to magnify all the other emotions in your life. And so I don't think that I'm a guru or a Yoda or I have every answer. What I do have is some experience. Success does leave clues. There's a recipe. I've got my own recipe, but I'm learning and growing. For example, if you're following me on social media right now, I promise you in a year I'm not going to be saying the same things. One of the things that drive me nuts is the repeatable messages. The same people say the same things over and over and over again. I want to be growing. If I don't have something new to offer you in a year on my podcast or my social media, why listen to me anymore? You've already heard that message. It's not that some things don't bear repeating, but there should be more breakthroughs, more insights, more clear ways of explaining things. That's what I'm always working on. That's the... That's the pressure on me is to have more learning, to be not just on social media, but still be building my company, still be out there doing things so that I have new distinctions. If I'm just going off the businesses I've already built, well, I already had those breakthroughs. I need to be building new companies, having new experiences so I have more to offer people. So putting yourself in new situations, which oftentimes means you're going to face fear. And I like the way that you explain facing fear. Well, I explain it a whole bunch of different ways. But for me, on the other side of most of my fears, there's a gift revealed. And I, people think, ah, that sounds really neat. I've read that in a meme before. But it's different types of gifts. Like some of those gifts might be a person you meet on the other side of it. For example, my greatest fear 20 years ago was public speaking. Like terrified. Which, it's unbelievable. You're so good well, now. And, it's crazy. And so are you. And but like, Thank I mean, you. like great fear. And it's not that it's not a fear anymore, but I mean, like a phobia type fear. Like, and there was a bunch of experiences happening when I was a kid that kind of made me not want to talk. And we don't have to get into those today. But I literally had this phobia and I was at an event. I spoke and, and a really great speaker said to me, I think you have a gift. In fact, next week, come speak at my event. Guy's name was Tony Robbins. And I ended up going to speak at an event for him. And then we went on a speaking tour where I'm on this tour with one of the great speakers in the world. And what happened was I found out on the other side of that fear was buried my gift, one of my great gifts. Now, that gift could be a talent. That gift could be a person. That gift could be a company, a client, a prospect, a relationship. 
But now I kind of dig fearful things. It's not that I don't have the fear, but I'm like, all right, I wonder what's on the other side of this sucker if I can conquer it. And so even getting on social media was a fear of mine. Losing my privacy and my anonymity by being on social media was a fear of mine. But the great gift on the other side of that is literally thousands of times, millions of times having somebody say, hey, you really helped me in my marriage or I'm going back to church again or I started a company or I'm more confident now. Like it's been the greatest reward ever is losing my anonymity. Yet it was a great fear of mine. So all my really big gifts, first time I, one of the great fears I ever had was asking my girlfriend out on a date. I mean, it was terrifying. She ended up being my wife, right? <laughs> so like great fear revealed something to me, right? And so, you know, I encourage you to push through those things because it's not every time, but it's the vast majority of the time. There's some great gifts revealed to you. So one of the things I love that you've explained that I've never heard explained the way you have is around identity and using the analogy of the thermostat. Yeah. It's in here. It's kind of too cold in here too, isn't well, it's it? It's cold outside yeah, today. I know. So your identity is this guiding force of your whole life. And your identity is basically like the thoughts, concepts, and beliefs that you hold to be the most true about you. Not what you tell everybody, but like when you're alone, what you really feel your worth to some extent. And it's the governor of your entire life. You can build every other external thing in the world, but that governor, and it's a thermostat setting, like on the wall over here, it's set pretty cold right now. And when that thing is set, that thermostat of your life, you have multiple thermostat things. You have one for happiness, love, faith, abundance, fitness, right? Money. And when that thermostat is set, it will govern your life. And the external conditions don't matter. So that thermostat right let's say it's set at 70 degrees. If 50 degrees of cold air blows in this room, the external air has nothing to do with this internal temperature of this room or your life. That thermostat's going to regulate this room. It'll heat it back up again. In your life, if you've ever had it, you really get it going. You get life going to 90, 95, 100 degrees of, let's say, money or abundance or happiness. And then all of a sudden, six months later, you find a way to cool your life back down to your thermostat setting of abundance at 75 degrees. And that happens over and over. You will heat or cool your life back to that thermostat setting. And you've all experienced it. Maybe you've been, you're 75 degree in fitness and you got in really good shape and you lost weight and you looked great and you're at 85, 90, 95 degrees. And then it just seemed like coincidence, but you went on a vacation and you got sick and then you got busy and missed the gym. And all of a sudden, six months later, you turn the thermostat, the air conditioner's on and you're back at 75 degrees. Or maybe you've gotten a great relationship and it's at 90, 100, 200 degrees. And a year later, you've cooled it back down to 75 again. It's because this internal regulator of your life, your identity will always govern the internal conditions. And so the key is changing that temperature setting. Can you get yourself to be an 85 degree or a 95 degree or a hundred degree or in abundance, wealth, et cetera. And you do that through your associations. You do that through your activity level. You do that through breaking through new levels. You do through that feeding yourself the right messages. So my obsession is changing my thermostat setting, changing my identity all the time because the rest of my life will dictate that. So does that really mean not doing the same thing, staying in that same job, staying in that same circle? It's not staying in the same behavior. So I might be in the same place, but I'm not going to be doing the same behaviors. I'm going to be learning new breakthroughs. I'm going to be thinking differently. I'm going to be taking new actions. I'm going to be having new experiences. Something happens when you're like 20, 25 years old, 18 for some people. We stop expanding. We stop trying. We start worrying so much about what everybody thinks about us our willingness to step into the unknown. You and I were talking about Jesse Itzler, who you've interviewed and who's a good friend of mine. And one of the things we both concluded is that we've both, most of our adult life, been willing to step into spaces we were ill-prepared for. 
Like I'll just get into the room and I'll figure it out when I get there. That's what a child does. A child's constantly doing things they've never been prepared for. Adults all of a sudden get this delusion. I have to be perfectly prepared. I got to be completely ready. Everything's got to be in place. Except it never is. Right. If that was the case, we would have never walked. We would never. <laughs> isn't that right though? You would have never walked. You would have right? never talked. You, were, you, you, you would never done anything. As a child, you kind of like intuitively are willing to step into these spaces. And then as the world criticizes you, as your identity starts to get formed, as your self-confidence starts to get limited, you stop having the willingness and the courage to step into these unknown spaces and you stop living. Living is stepping into the unknown. Uncertainty. People who can deal with the largest amount of uncertainty are the happiest, ironically. Like for me, I, you think back, like I'm really happy now with all of the ocean front. Of course. But I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I was damn happy when I was pursuing this. The unknown, not knowing. That's why people love to reflect on the past because it was more of an unknown time than now. Right? So when I was studying for finals in college or playing college baseball, I loved those times because it was the unknown. It was new in your relationship. Here's the truth. For the vast majority of people, it was better in the beginning than it is now. It's just, it's a sad truth. That exciting part of it. It was newer. It was more unknown. Now it's a known commodity. And so there's not as much juice to it. In fact, the key to a relationship is to keep the unknown, to keep stepping into these spaces as a couple so it stays new and fresh. If you don't do that, it becomes less valuable to you. Your life becomes less valuable to you with the lower and lower amounts of uncertainty and less unknowns. That's the irony. We try to avoid it, but it takes all the juice. So when you're describing that, to me, the idea of stepping into uncertainty is easy or easier if you're confident Big time. versus if you are full of self-doubt. Yep. So how do you define confidence? How do you create confidence? Confidence, as you know, I strongly believe, I did a post about this today, confidence is a really simple thing to build and most people don't do it. Self-confidence is building a reputation with yourself where you trust you. When I meet an unconfident person, and I've been an unconfident person, it's because I had a habit of not keeping promises I made to me. I, didn't, I had a habit of not getting up when I said I would get up, not making the amount of contacts, not going to the gym, not eating a particular way, whatever it was. I chronically broke promises I made to me, and so I had no reputation of self-trust. Self-confidence is self-trust. So the way you build it is you begin to make small promises that you just simply keep to yourself. It's just between you and you. Self-confidence is a you-and-you you game. And I'm now a very self-confident person. I'm not egotistical. I'm self-confident because I have a reputation with me for years now of keeping the promises that I make to myself. That's how you transform your self-confidence. You know, it's interesting hearing you explain that. I'm thinking, I kept promises and I didn't feel confident. However, now that I'm looking at it, my issues were different. I would let people disrespect me, talk down to me, Mm -hmm. put ridiculous expectations on Mm -hmm. me, and I would accept it which was breaking a promise to myself in some ways because I'd go home crying at night saying, I'm not letting this happen again. That is a broken promise, but you just said something really important. Like I, That's why I love talking to real winners. You also have to give yourself credit for keeping these promises you make to yourself. It's not good enough just to do it. You have to be intentional where you're going, I did it, I did it, I did it, where you're building that up where you go, no, you can't treat me like that. That's not who I am. My identity is better than that. You teach people how to treat you. A hundred percent. Right. And the minute you begin, I was interviewed by two young ladies a while ago, Amanda Cerny and Summer Ray. They're both really young, wonderful influencers, not really in this space, but just sort of the Instagram space. And at the very end of the interview, Summer asked me, she goes, well, what if I like go to dinner and I just don't like the guy, the way the guy chooses food. It was something that basic, like a 21 year old might ask you or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I go cut them loose. And she goes, really? And I said, let me tell you something. 
you deserve to have exactly what you want in a man, in a relationship. You shouldn't settle for anything. It may seem trivial, but you should, and I'm not suggesting that the food thing matters, but the point is when you begin to accept things from somebody, even small things that are less than you're worthy of, you begin to accept the big things in your life. There has to be a point, particularly I believe to be true in the world today, just because of the way things are messaged in media when it comes to young women and women in general, that there's this almost you should accept this treatment from somebody else just because, and it's the biggest bunch of bullshit in the world. You don't ever accept treatment for somebody that's less than you believe you're worthy of. And if it bothers you, you stand up for yourself because the minute you don't is the minute you've taught them they can keep treating you that way. And worse, you've taught yourself, to your point, that that's what you're worth. Every time you take that treatment from another person, you're teaching you that that's what you're worth. And you have to, at some point, stand up for yourself and say, nope, I'm living the rest of my life where I get the treatment I'm worthy of that I deserve. And if you don't like it, you're out of my life. You have to be willing to do that in this world. When I started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling my group coaching on the regular, and it is just so easy, all because I use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. I didn't know what I was going to do when I got fired. Launching my own business seemed so intimidating. I didn't know how to set up a website, and I really didn't need to. Shopify does it all for you, and they make it so easy. It was that breakthrough moment for me that I realized, I can do this. I can go to work for myself, thanks to Shopify what I love about Shopify is you don't need to have all this technology information ready to, you don't need to know how to plan and run things. You just need to go to the platform, turn it on and know what you're selling. And Shopify is going to help you figure out the rest. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries, including your girl right here. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Monahan all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Monaghan now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Monaghan. No matter what stage you're at, they're going to make it easy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's the Malcolm X quote that you rock a lot. I love that. That which you do not hate, you will eventually tolerate. And if you don't begin to hate the way, and I mean this, if someone's treating you the wrong way, or even the conditions of your life right now, well, I'm a little bit overweight. I, do you mind telling people what you told me about you today? <laughs> fat bastard right, right You called yourself fat bastard, <laughs> which may say, which you're not, but, but it's awesome because it hurts, right, when you say it, right. and that pain causes you make, to move. Make people, changes. People are like, I put on a couple pounds. No, 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 you're a fat ass. Right. Move right. it, shift it, right? Exactly. Like, I do that with myself, too. It's like... The more you can assume some pain for it and hate it, the move you will move away from it. It's this old adage where the dog is kind of groaning. He's sitting on a nail, and you're like, what's wrong with the dog? He's moaning. And they're like, well, it's really uncomfortable. He's sitting on a nail. Well, it hurts enough to moan about it, but not enough to get up and do something about it, right? Like, it's got to be something that's painful enough that you're going to get up and say no to it. And that which you don't hate, you'll eventually tolerate in your life. And there became a point where I hated living with the water turned off. I hated being overweight. I hated people not respecting me. I hated not respecting myself. And I was no longer going to tolerate it because I hated it. But if I didn't hate it, it would have been tolerable to me. And I don't want that anymore. I have some people say, you know, when they're in a relationship and someone made all these promises about what they were going to build as a couple. I have a really good friend who's going through this right now. And she, her previous husband beat her. He hit her, right? It was terrible. Her new husband made a bunch of promises to her, many of which, most of which he's never kept. And she goes, but at least he's not hitting me. Wow. And And I think a lot of people can relate to this. Well, at least he's not doing that. And I said, as long as it's okay with you that he continues to lie to you and break these promises, as long as you don't hate it, you're going to tolerate it. It almost has to get to the point where that's as painful for you as what the previous person did. They're totally different things on different scales. But the point is we begin to calibrate it. Well, at least it's not that. It's just lowering the thermostat. You got it. you, You get it lower and lower and lower to where that's where you live and you accept it. Oh, that's really an awful feeling because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people. I've been there Me too. My, myself where I've just lowered the standards. This currently isn't as bad as where I've been. You got so it. So I guess I could stay here. You got it. And you know the other thing? That's that peer group thing. Most of us hang around people where they're like, just lower the thermostat. Why do you have to be so successful? Yes. Why is this winning thing so important to you? What about the barbecues we used to have? What about this thing on the weekend? Just lower the thermostat. I want people to like, turn it up, man. Turn up that thermostat. So that's the other thing, too, is like many of our friends will allow us to give into our weakest decisions. Yeah, man, it's okay. Lower the thermostat. He treats you pretty good. It's okay. You guys aren't unhappy. You don't want to be alone, do you? Right? And you start to do that thing. Fear starts coming in. You got it. You got it. So how do you find or how do you recommend to people? Because they're going to say, yeah, you can go find. You coach athletes, politicians. Mm -hmm. How can everybody find new people that are living where they want to live ahead of them how do they tap into those people great great question by the way go where they are so not all these places require money so the first place where they all are is they are on social media and they do have podcasts and they do write books so they should be in your existence and then for me i want to be around the kinds of people at least in some area 
where they're attempting to make strides. So in my own life, that started at a gym. I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of people, at least at the gym, these are people trying to move their life forward. They're trying to improve. They're working out. They're sacrificing TV time to do something. Um, They may be places where there's free public speaking. Maybe attend a personal development event and spend a couple bucks if you can afford to go. Find the free places to go. You know where to go. If you're, here's the thing. I want to say something to all of you listening to this. You're pretty damn resourceful when you want to be. If you really want something, you'll find a way to get it. Like if you really need it, if it's a must for you, you'll find. In life, we get our must, not our wants. And life's going to give you what you're willing to fight for, not what you like wish for, right? So if you really wanted it, you'd think about it. You know darn well. People that are at gyms that kind of work out, that are in those environments, these are people trying to improve their life. Maybe you could meet some upward mobility type friends there. Maybe there's a class you could take or a, a, a personal development event you could attend or someone on social media that you just connect with, these little groups where, you know what enough people don't do? is they don't go to places like my page on Instagram or your LinkedIn or Instagram, and they don't engage with the other people there enough. They don't comment on comments. Like one of the ways I built my following was by going to other influencers' pages and commenting regularly and commenting, and I met like-minded people. So guess what? Go where they are. You know where a lot of people who are into personal development and business are? On my Instagram page every single day. Only two, 3,000 of them comment every single day. Go in there and engage, comment. Connect with someone who's made a good post. Maybe send a direct message. I love what you say every day on here. What do you do? Could we talk sometime? Let's visit. I noticed you're in California. I'm in California. Maybe we could grab a cup of coffee. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing a little bit of that. What's the worst that can happen? The, well, there. It, and by the way, there is this weird thing where you know you need to be careful that you don't look like you're doing more than business when you do those things. But the worst that could happen is you meet someone you don't want to connect with. You know what I mean? And I think you should do more of that. If you want to meet people like that, add them to your circle. It's a numbers game. You just have to start reaching out. Yeah, you're doing it. It's how you and I met. That's, I mean, that's the hustle we right. talked about. Yes. It's I a, mean, how many times have I messaged you? Lots, <laughs> lots, lots. And, 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 and by the way, that's what I did in the beginning. Right. right? And the value today for you and I is great that we're doing the podcast. We met each other. Yeah. Right. We met each other. And so and that's why face to face is so important when you break through socials, amazing as an entry point to kind of vet people and do some due due diligence, but to actually get face to face time, you can really know somebody. Correct. Totally. Like it's just totally different today. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So exciting. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. All right. No one gets off this show without sharing. What was the moment in your life where you struggled the most with your confidence? There's lots of those moments. Um, I would say when baseball ended, I'll give you the most unconfident second of my life, which would be crazy. You know this story, but I'll share it. My dad came home from that AA meeting, and he goes, I got you a job tomorrow. I was unemployed for like six months, living back at home with my parents. And I go, well, what's the job? Like I had these choices. And he goes, it doesn't freaking matter. You're going tomorrow. He goes, I don't even know what it is, but go. So I go to this place. It turns out it's a giant orphanage called McKinley Home for Boys. Hundreds of boys, all wards of the court. Most of the boys at McKinley, parents are dead, incarcerated, or unfortunately had molested them. And I didn't know it when I got there. And I end up walking in. This is the most insecure moment of my life. I ended up walking into cottage number eight, which ironically was my number when I played baseball. I walk into cottage eight, and the room stopped. And there's 12 boys, all eight and 10 years old, that just stop. And I got these little eyes looking at me right when I walk in. And I'm standing there. And they just stop. All the noise stopped. And I'm standing. And I see these eyes looking at me. 
that was the most insecure moment of my life, yet the most defining moment of my life at the same time. Because if you ever come from any abuse as a child, you have them too. Our eyes are a little different. We have these eyes that are just like, just love me. Just believe in me. Just care about me. Tell me I'm special. You want it a little bit more when you don't get it when you're a kid, right? And I had 12 of them looking at me, 24 of these little eyes. And I remember thinking, I'm not ready for this. I'm getting emotional right now. Many years later, I'm not ready for this. And then immediately, this this intuition of mine kicked in, like, I'm just going to love these boys. I'm going to believe in them. I'm going to coach them. I'm going to mentor them. And that job was huge because I'd take them to school. I'd pick them up. I was there trick-or-treating. I was there when they opened their presents on Christmas Day. And it transformed my life because for the first time, I got out of me and into other people. My literal existence was to serve these boys, like their father and their big brother. And I found total peace in that. Total peace and caring and loving and believing and mentoring people and looking. When you have little children, you know what you do with a kid? You try to find their gift. What's special about little Ryan? What was special about Jose? Jose was this little boy whose dad had been molesting him. Jose was fast, really good athlete, really good with the other kids, a natural leader. Ryan was like a stand-up comedian. He was hilarious, <laughs> right? And I'd tell Ryan, you're so funny, man. You've got to do something where you talk. People change when you talk to them. Jose, you're a leader. People listen to you, man. They respond. You've got to do this, brother. You've got to, you've got to go run for... He ran for vice president of the fourth grade class, and right? I told him to do it, and he won. And I remember, man, the rest of my life, when I meet people in business and in life, I want to find their gift and build their gift. I want, to, I want them to feel like I believe in them and I connect with them. So in the most insecure moment of my life, it transformed me because I was so insecure because I was all focused on me. What do they think of me? I don't know if I have the right words. I don't know if I have the right message. The minute I focused on them, all the pressure left me. And all the giving happened and all the energy went to them and not to me. So the gift of getting out of your insecurity is what can you serve? What can you give? How can you contribute to someone else? And that insecurity will go away and your real gift will be revealed. That's what changed my life in business. And I've been doing that since I was 22 years old all the way to 48 years old now in business and every, every business I've ever built. And you did that when I walked in here today. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I you did. started looking for what yep. you, could you see in me and, immediately. and then how could you help me to grow that? Yeah, that's what I do. That's pretty amazing. And <laughs> it's real, which yeah. is crazy. Thank you. So how does everybody find you? Because they need to hear more from you. Oh, thank you. Uh, Instagram, Ed Milet, E-D-M-Y-L-E-T-T. You can go to uh, iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify for my podcast or YouTube or all of them. There's great content on there. All my stuff is free. And uh, so I put out content every single week that I hope helps you, inspires you, teaches you, those kinds of things. I've got a book, too, called Max Out. You can go to maxoutbook.com. It's, it's a couple bucks or free or something. I don't know. So. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. So I'm so grateful for you, and I know my listeners are, too. Thank you so much for letting me be here today and Thank taking you. your time. Great interview. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back. It's time to make 2020 the year where you explore new skills, deepen passions, and get lost in creativity with Skillshare's online classes. What you find just might surprise and inspire you. You got to check it out. Skillshare's an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey. Thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics like illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. 
Skillshare is an online community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. They offer classes designed for real life, so you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You don't have to go to school nine to five to do this. You do it whenever you want. It fits your busy routine. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Excuse me. You are worth $10 a month. Make the investment in you. Now, I've got to tell you, I've shared this before, that I really got into the Instagram-worthy photography class, Shoot, Edit, and Share with Brandon Wolfell, and it's so good. It's teaching me so much about how to use my phone, just my regular iPhone, to take better pictures. However, I really need to get the new iPhone 11. That camera looks sick. But until then, I'm going to continue studying this class because it's helping me improve without having to spend additional money. It's only $10 a month, and I'm learning so much. There are so many other great classes. I mean, real productivity, how to build habits that last, styling your space, bringing creativity to interior design, and so flipping many more. It's unbelievable. Skillshare is a proud sponsor of Creating Confidence, and we appreciate that immensely. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash confidence and get two free months of premium membership. I love this. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash confidence. That's Skillshare.com slash confidence. And that's two months for free. Come on, you're worth the investment, especially when it's free. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it. Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive. Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Hi, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast that I am so excited about, Negotiate Your Best Life, hosted by Rebecca Zung, a part of the Yap Media Network. As a globally renowned narcissist negotiation expert and an attorney recognized by U.S. News as a best lawyer in America, Rebecca shares her invaluable insights and strategies for navigating life's toughest negotiations. By drawing from her own experiences and the wisdom of her high-profile guests, such as Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen, John Gordon, and Rebecca delivers empowering advice that will inspire you to reclaim control of your life. Negotiate Your Best Life is all about how to negotiate your way to greatness. She provides practical guidance on how to break free from toxic relationships, stand up against injustice, and transform chaos into freedom, possibility, and purpose. Many times, the first negotiation you do is with your own in the morning. In the morning is when you wake up, and that's when Negotiate Your Best Life is time for you. It's about to find your way to greatness, conquering obstacles, and creating the life you truly deserve. Get ready to slay thrive and unlock your full potential. Don't believe me? I'm going to go ahead and share some of the reviews that are out there so you can hear and you can believe too. You have helped me so much these last few weeks. I was with a narcissist for two years. She drove me to the point I wanted to take my own life. Listening to you has made a massive difference and now I know what I'm with. Thank you, Rebecca. Now the recovery. 
Thank you for gifting the knowledge to believe in myself again. You have unknowingly helped me legally represent myself through criminal, federal, and civil court proceedings with a narcissist. There would be so many people around the world that you're helping without even knowing like me. You saved my life. Emma, 35 years old, Australia. If you are ready to stand up against injustice and transform the chaos in your life into freedom, possibility, and purpose, then check out Negotiate Your Best Life now. Subscribe to Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.